Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into working with your ex. Do you and your ex work in the same company or maybe you even run your own business together? Now, in this episode, I'm going to share with you some stories of clients of mine who have found themselves in just that situation when they're going through a divorce. Now, obviously, if you're working with your ex, you're going to see them all the time. So that means it's kind of like picking a scab. It's very hard to heal if you're constantly being reminded of your ex, having to spend time with them. It's not giving you the space and time away from them that you need to heal, no matter how the breakup happened. One of my clients, Miranda, had a really tough breakup story. Her husband had an affair and moved on very, very quickly to start a new family with his new girlfriend. She was a lot younger than my client, a good 15 years younger. And on top of that, she was very attractive and very bubbly and fun. And Miranda had felt that she'd lost a bit of her sparkle because she'd had a baby. She put on some baby weight. She wasn't sleeping well. And on top of that, she was juggling working with her her husband. So they had a, a big business. They had 150 staff. They had offices around the world. She was really struggling when she came to me because she was going through a very difficult divorce. And obviously, the affair had really shaken her up. She was devastated. She hadn't seen the divorce coming. And so it had completely taken the rug from underneath her feet. Her baby daughter was only one year old. So she was really finding everything that she knew to be her life was now in jeopardy or up in the air. And she just didn't know how to cope. One of the things she was really struggling with was having to go to work, having to show up in the office and lead a team, motivate a team of people who all knew that they were going through this really difficult breakup. Everybody knew that her ex had moved on. He'd met somebody else. In fact, she'd even been into the office, this new woman, and met some of the team. So everybody knew who she was and it put everybody in quite a difficult position. But I suppose the most important thing in the story was that Miranda was humiliated. She was embarrassed. All these people in the office she'd known for many, many years. And now all of a sudden her personal life was being paraded around in front of them. And her ex was super happy. He was in love. He was over the moon and he was moving on and wanted to make this fresh start and crack on with this new phase of his life. Whereas Miranda was really shell-shocked and just terrified and scared of what the future held. So you can imagine that this is a really tough situation. And I know that there are people listening right now who are in similar situations. Either you're working with your ex, maybe you work in the same company as your ex, and you're having to deal with 
going to work and seeing them when really all you want to do is lock yourself away and not have to deal with them. In fact, in a lot of cases, the fastest way to get over your ex is not to see them because seeing them can trigger so many negative emotions that it keeps you stuck because you're just not able to get out of that situation and look at what the bigger world has to offer you because your world is very myopic. You're still working with your ex. They're still part of your daily routine and daily life, but you don't have that love and connection that you used to have. And in Miranda's case, her ex had moved on. So having to witness him being so happy and in love was incredibly hard for her. Another client of mine, Kate, worked in a big corporation in London. And it was one of those really tall, high-rise office blocks with the massive entrance halls. Do you know the ones I mean where the big marble hallway, you know, really shiny with the turnstiles at the other end. So you've got to walk quite a distance. Then she puts her entrance card pass onto the turnstile and it clicks open and through she goes. So it's a big, big building. They have six lifts there, elevators that take you up to the relevant floor. And what Kate was finding was that she worked with her ex. They worked in the same company. So they were on the same floor in this building. But her one thing that was bugging her more than anything was actually in the mornings walking into the building because she was worried that she was going to bump into him as she walked across that massive concourse. So what she found herself doing was standing outside and she smoked. So she would be smoking outside, practically chain smoking. She said that the amount of cigarettes she was smoking had massively gone up because she didn't want to go into the building. So she would stay outside and just have another cigarette and then another one. So she was late for work quite often. She was late for meetings, but her big fear was bumping into her ex. So have you experienced this? Maybe you work in the same building. Maybe you work on the same street. But if you have that fear of bumping into your ex, again, that can be all controlling and all consuming and really keep you stuck because it's stopping you from moving on and getting on with your life and being more proactive. So what can you do about it? Well, you know, this is a tricky situation. If you are going to be stuck with your ex, obviously, there's no way to take away all the pain, but there are ways to manage it. There are ways to dial down that pain so that it's not so all consuming for you. So number one, make sure that you are consciously preparing yourself before you show up to work. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, zipping up your protective armor around you before you walk in the door, being prepared that if you see your ex or you bump into your ex, then it's not going to hit you out of the blue. You're going to be prepared. You're going to know mentally that actually this is going to be a little bit tricky, but I'm going to go in prepared. And you know, I've talked about this in other episodes where we zip up our Teflon suit all around us. So that anything that happens, whether it's a negative comment or it triggers negative emotions, they don't affect you as much as if you weren't prepared going in. So making it a conscious thing to say, right, I'm going in, there's going to be some uncomfortable feelings at best here. And so I've got to steal myself. I've almost got to put my feet on the floor and feel balanced and strong. Now, just preparing yourself mentally to go in stronger and more alert to the situation You'll be surprised at how that gives you just that extra edge to help you cope with that situation. The second thing you can do is to schedule your times if this is possible. If you know or you can identify times where you are more likely to see your ex, then avoid those times. 
Now, Kate knew that her ex arrived at work quite promptly every day at eight o'clock. So she made the conscious decision to turn up earlier because she also had to be in at the same time, but she decided she wanted to be early rather than late. So she set her alarm to wake her up earlier and she would always get to the building at 7.45, which meant that there was less chance she would see her ex. Now, of course, there wasn't no chance she wouldn't bump into her ex, but there was definitely less chance, which made her feel a little bit more secure. We did an exercise called Mind Movies. Now, you may have heard this in one of my other episodes, but it is perfect for this scenario. So this is where you imagine you're sitting in a cinema seat looking up at the big movie screen, okay? And you play the scenario you are worried about or anxious about in front of you up on the movie screen. But instead of you showing it as worst case scenario where you're nervous, where Kate's outside and she's puffing away at her cigarette, worried she's going to bump into him and then steps into the concourse and whammo, he's there and she falls apart and she doesn't know what to say. No, we're not showing that movie. What we're showing is the best possible outcome. So she turns up at work. Yes, she's a bit early, but she looks super smart, well put together, confident. And she walks into the concourse without having a cigarette because she's super relaxed. Because remember, this is best case scenario. She walks through calm and at peace with herself and she bumps into her ex. But what happens in this perfect scenario is that she smiles and says hello. She says, nice to see you. Hope you're having a good day. I've got a dash. I've got a meeting coming up and I've got some prep to do and carries on through the turnstile up in the lift. Now, she may also want to put into that standing in the lift with her ex because that was an eventuality that would come up as well possibly so these are the sort of things that you can play through with mind movies you can practice this you can role play in your mind what you see what you hear what you would say now that's super important okay practicing out loud what you would say in those scenarios is really good too because what it does is it prepares your brain this whole exercise prepares your brain because you've rehearsed a situation. So as and when it does come up, your brain knows how to cope with it. You know that you can handle it because you've rehearsed it in your mind going super, super well. So when you've prepped for something like that, it it dials down the anxiety that you have about bumping into your ex, but it also enables you to be more confident if and when that scenario arises because you know exactly what you're going to do, what you're going to say, and you can hold yourself together for that really short period of time, having your get out clause like Kate did, I've got to get to a meeting and I've got some prep to do, and shooting through the turnstile and off she goes. So for her, she knew that she could handle that and she knew she would get through it. So it made her more comfortable about walking across the concourse. And in fact, it completely transformed her getting to work on time. So it was good news for Kate. Now, again, you can use this My Movie scenario if you are showing up to work with your ex. If you work in a big company, it's going to be a little bit easier on you because you may not bump into them as often. When you work in a small company, or even if it's just the two of you, of course, you don't have that luxury of maybe you'll see them, maybe you won't, and timing your schedule so that you're not going to bump into them. So what else can you do? Well, another thing that Miranda was using was dividing the tasks because there were some tasks that her and her husband used to do together. And obviously now they weren't together and she didn't want to spend as much time with him, if any, to be honest, at the beginning. 
she wanted to divide the tasks up so they had very clear roles so that she was not dependent on him for most of what she had to do during the day. There was as little overlap as possible. So maybe you can do that. Maybe you can find ways to work on your own independently. You don't need to constantly be asking your ex questions or depending on your ex for certain things. If you do need to do that, is it a possibility that you could find somebody else to help you with those bits that overlap, even if it's just for a short period of time at the beginning? OK, now, obviously, the ideal scenario is that you both have the best intentions. You both want this to go as easy as possible for both of you, that you can go into work, be amicable, cordial, get the job done and leave. Now, if that's possible, then that will make this obviously slightly easier. Maybe you can agree up front not to discuss anything about the breakup, the divorce, if you've got children, maybe about new partners. If you can make an agreement that this purely is work and you strip out all the emotion, all the personal details, how you're coping, how you're feeling, what they've done that's annoyed you, what they've done that's upset you, things coming up that you're worried about. Keep that outside of the office environment so that you can focus just on the job at hand, kind of like how the family lawyers deal with your divorce, right? They do strip out all the emotion from your correspondence with your ex, don't they? Which at first can be a bit daunting. And I've had clients say to me, but Sarah, I really wanted my ex to know how much I dislike them for this and I don't like them for this and how angry I am at them for the things they've done. But the law is about the facts and the evidence. So the lawyers will normally strip out a lot of that emotion. Although sometimes there will be definitely intonation or way that, ways that things can be written, which can be just as hurtful and upsetting, I, I know. However, in this situation where you've got to go to work with your ex, it's quite a useful strategy to take on board, to try and do the right thing and keep personal information and personal conversations out of it. However, if you are in a more acrimonious split, a more difficult breakup where tensions are high, where conflict is high, you know, even if you want to keep it amicable and your ex doesn't, it's incredibly difficult then to keep it on an even keel. So what can you do? Well, with Miranda, we discussed different things. It was really important not to discuss any details with staff, no details whatsoever, not sharing any information or updating them on the divorce or what he's done or she's done. It really is important to try and keep those relationships at work with staff purely professional. Lean on your friends outside of work if you need that kind of help. It's kind of like you're going into the office and you're leaving your personal baggage outside at the door. Now, you need to pick it up when you go out, obviously, and you'll have your friends and your family to support you and be there for you. But when you're in there, it's about keeping your mind focused on the job in hand. You'll find that you'll be able to get through your work so much faster if you're purely focusing on getting the job done and not the emotions. So actually, it might work for you just to speed through your work, leaving that baggage behind, and then you get out and then you've got your friends there. Now, obviously, it's important to have a breakup support team set up so that you do have that emotional support. Please don't underestimate how damaging and draining it can be to your mental health when you're forced to spend time with somebody that doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And that's best case scenario for some people. Miranda found it incredibly, incredibly hard to show up at work. 
She also had to work with people who were taking sides in the divorce. Her ex had told certain members of staff not to listen to her, not to go to meetings with her, and was being extremely obstructive, which meant a lot of the time she was struggling to even get her job done and felt highly ineffective and undervalued in the business. She was obviously worried about the repercussions that would have in the divorce proceedings, so the anxiety was mounting and mounting. Now, in this scenario for Miranda, it really was becoming a point where it wasn't conducive to her mental health to go into work every day. So some of the work she started bringing home and doing it from home. So she didn't have to put herself in that environment with other people around her. She also started working on an exit strategy for her. We also discussed how she could extricate herself from the business. Now, it wasn't straightforward. It was a very complicated situation with the global business. But there were things that she could do to start that exit strategy, which also helped her to see a light at the end of the tunnel, that she wasn't going to be tied in. It wasn't going to be something she had to do every single day for the rest of her life. She could see that it was coming to an end. Now, these challenges cannot be underestimated. And sometimes it can be really hard to find a way to navigate through because it really is a toxic environment. However, it's key, no matter what you're doing, not to share those emotions at work and not to let your ex see your pain or your hurt, because that will either fuel it to make it worse, or maybe then they might want to start a conversation. And that in turn can make things worse. So keeping it focused on work is really important. But then being able to refocus your mind off that when you leave the office is absolutely vital. Find a way that you can start to let go of those negative feelings as soon as you leave the office or as soon as you finish work for the day, because there will be those negative feelings that are lingering around. It's normal. You've had a tough day. You've been with people that make you feel uncomfortable or it's been difficult or worst case, there's been conflict or the tension is so high you could cut it with a knife. Then when you get back to your sanctuary, to where your home is or to be out with friends, it's important to find a way just to let go of those negative emotions so that they don't linger or fester. So exercise is a great way to clear your mind, getting out even for a brisk walk just to shift your energy. Now, even if you're tired and it's the last thing you feel like, getting outside and taking some deep breaths of fresh air is really gonna boost your mood and help you let go of some of that negativity. Surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good, again, is key. If you have to do that over FaceTime during the pandemic, then obviously that is something to make sure you build into. Don't think, oh, well, it's, it's locked down or I can't see anybody, so I'm not going to. These are the times where you're really going to need to step up because if you allow that negativity to stay and to linger, it will get worse and build up. And that's where your mental health can really take a hit. We want to try and prevent that. So whether it's meditating, doing some yoga or some stretching, whether it's listening to upbeat music, maybe as soon as you walk in your front door, you hit the music button and you put a happy mood on in your home so that you can start to feel good again. Whatever it is for you that's going to work, then try these tools because they will help you shift your focus and start to dissipate some of that negative emotion. Now, whilst it was easier for Kate in a big company to avoid her ex and to find ways to power through, it was 
much, much harder for Miranda. Obviously, she worked in an environment where her ex was happy and moving on, and she was having to witness that. Now, if that is you, please hang on in there, because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Go into the office, do your job, and get yourself out, and then try and focus on your life moving forward. Throw as much colour and light and fun and sparkle into your life when you're outside of the office as you possibly can so that you can start to shift that balance so that you can start to find happiness again in life and, and move forward and do check out my other episodes about letting go of your ex and moving forward and things you can do to accelerate that process because what you'll find is that that will make a difference but if you have to get through working with your ex and do try the tips and tools that I've given you they did work for Miranda. They've worked for lots of my clients in those extreme situations. It's tough, but please do hang on in there because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you'll look back at these times and remember how you built that strength and self-resilience. And if you could get through this, well, quite frankly, you can get through anything. So it's a great strength to build, lessons to learn, bank them and turn them into something positive. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next session. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one -on -one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.